Fasten your seatbelts. It's time for the Anything Goes Hour with Stu Breyer. It's always a pleasure to have uh, in our studio, Chief of Police of Norwich, Pat Daly, is here with us. Hi, Pat. Thanks for coming in. Oh, my pleasure, Stu. It's always uh, a pleasure to come see you. So we're going to go looking for the goat after this interview. Yes, we'll uh, split it if we find it. Split that award money. So I'm going to start off talking about, you know, this always turns out to be very controversial, but I think it's very important. Uh, Number one, still looking for people to try out for being a policeman? Yes. Yeah. Uh, every time I come here, I, it's the same message. We're looking for uh, good men and women uh, wanting to be police officers. Uh, it's a great career. Uh, it's, you know, the public perception is starting to swing back the other way. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a good, noble job, and uh, we're always looking for people. And uh, if you know somebody who might will be interested, have them send them our way. Now, I don't want to forget to ask you about this, but sometimes we hear about a cold case and then they reinvestigate a cold case and take some evidence that they retained 30 years ago and I'm wondering uh, do all police stations and uh, they keep something that could be potential evidence years ago to use now or not everybody has the facilities for that. Uh, facilities are always a challenge, but for uh, you know serious cases and, mm-hmm. and cold cases, we do ca- uh, keep the evidence for the length of the case. Homicides, uh, especially, are cases that, uh, because of appeals and you know, change in forensic testing, they'll still keep that for the you know forever. So you have big vaults where you put it in, or yeah, space is always a challenge for us. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it is a challenge to have them, but they're yeah, they're secured in evidence lockers and vaults. I, should, I guess the good example is uh, DNA has changed and improved through the years greatly. Uh, DNA has been around mm-hmm. even, in, but in the last twenty years, it's just become uh, so prevalent and so quick and pinpoint now. It's much, much better than it was when we first heard about it on the CSI shows 15, 20 years ago. So it's remarkable. So it it pays to save some things. Because we just heard with the serial killer, they got his DNA from a pizza box. Yes. Yeah. Uh, That case that has a Norwich tie. uh, It does. One of the more uh, victims was from Norwich. And it's uh, it's amazing what we get for DNA. We uh, were able to to get DNA evidence off of uh, things that persons with gloves have touched because they're touching their face and it, it's uh, so it's been very very uh, a good tool for us so our detectives and officers are usually processing for DNA in case of break-ins and uh, you know, stolen cars and things like that most everybody wants good things for the police the police department but when we talk about getting a new police station uh, the, the dollar signs uh, comes through to everybody said, well, we'd love a nice big police station, <clears throat> but what's it going to cost us in taxes? I probably asked you this, I don't know how many years ago, that uh, why do we need a new police station? Uh, well, like you just said, uh, the evidence alone, evidence storage, and what people expect us to, to process and retain is uh, astronomical, and we're uh, filling up as far as that goes. Well, the facility itself was designed in the 70s, and it was a nice facility and served us for many years. It's just outgrown its usefulness. Uh, it's never designed for the computer age. Uh, the systems in the building are starting to fail. We have uh, been battling uh, air conditioning failure, uh, which isn't a big deal until you realize that we need it 
to keep the computer servers going. So we're constantly putting money into the building, trying to repair it. And then the staff itself, uh, you know, obviously female officers have become a uh, large part of policing, and I'm, pl- I'm proud to have a large number of female officers currently have 11. The problem is we only have locker space for 10. Uh, so that is, presents a problem uh, for the, uh, the female officers. It just we, seems like we're constantly battling the building in uh, investigations or just how we do things. It, it design work for the 70s doesn't work in a modern uh, police station. <clears throat> so we can safely say it's pretty antiquated at this time? Yes. Uh, kudos to Norwich Public Works Building Maintenance for keeping it uh, above board and keeping it uh, chugging ahead, but it is definitely antiquated. WICH, good morning. Question for Pat. Yeah. Hi, Chief. Hey, Larry. Listen, on the, uh, on the new police station, I read an article on the uh, $44 million price tag. Uh, is there any um, uh, is there any going to be any state or, or federal help to uh, to get this passed, uh, uh, you know, uh, get the price tag lower? And the uh, second question on that is, uh, is the uh, city property definitely out of the question that you're going to have to buy a piece of land for, it, or is the uh, city property still in question? Uh, okay, thank you. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Larry. Uh, we're uh, looking at property, and we'll have the answer of where before the uh, the vote in November, if we're able to get on the ballot. And then as far as uh, federal and state grants, yes, uh, we're aggressively seeking every grant uh, that's out there. And we uh, can't guarantee anything, but we hope that to be able to get uh, some grants that weren't available back in 2012. Times have changed. There's a lot mm-hmm. more federal help and state help. Uh, out there in our delegations, both congressional and the federal level, and then uh, uh, the state senate and state uh, representatives have been phenomenal. So that would cut down the price, and uh, you know, and affects the taxpayers, and then maybe some, some, we could have some special events to raise money. Yeah, it's you know everything's on the table. Obviously, it's a very uh, expensive project. We, we we get it. I live here. No one wants to see the taxes go up. But, Stu, i got to tell you, there's a price of not doing things. Mm-hmm. A- and uh, uh, we need a police station. And it's just a, not a matter of if anymore. I think everyone's good with the, the point that we need one. So then it becomes when. And there's never really a good time. But, like uh, Larry was saying, with some of these state and uh, federal grant potentials being out there that aren't going to be around forever, this is probably the most mm-hmm. lucrative time to take uh, take the, the chance at it. And then... Every time it doesn't pass, it just gets more expensive. The last project was $33 million 12 years ago, and now you can see it's gone to 44. It's never going to be cheaper. So is there any piece of property that you're leaning towards, or it's too soon to even... Too soon to tell. We just mm-hmm. wanted to uh, get the project on the, uh, on the ballot. There's constitutional mm-hmm. requirements for that that has to be done, and then we're looking to, uh, by the time the, the voters go into the ballot booth, all those questions will be answered. So it's pretty imminent that this uh, November uh, there'll be a vote on that? Uh, it's up to the city council. I have to, mm-hmm. I need uh, five votes in the city council to put it on the ballot, and then the voters have to have a majority vote uh, to to pass it. So there's two mo- two steps uh, that, uh, that have to uh, be overcome. So in the meantime, I imagine there'll be some research of what what you could the state could help you out with. Yes, yeah, yeah. we're working very closely with our state delegation and our federal delegation. Uh, they're, they've been involved mm-hmm. uh, and they've been great. I can't say enough about them. WICH, hi, welcome. Hi, I have a, a question. When hiring, because you have vacancies for these positions, 
um, is to focus on race, diversity, or the most qualified um, in your department. Thank you. That's not a bad question these days. No, it's not. And it turns out being the most, we always go after the most qualified, uh, but the competition for these positions are so low, anyone who successfully completes uh, the, the background process or the hiring process usually gets hired. Um, so uh, we're not looking, we're not turning people away because of any reason. Usually if they're qualified, they're going to get a job. And But if it comes to like a tie, we always go to the most qualified applicant. Hi, welcome. You're on the air. Okay. Is there a law against hanging up? Not yet. Uh, not yet. Give it, give it time. <laughs> you, we're going to have to build a lot a lot of jails. <laughs> WICH, welcome. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, um, this is James. How are you, Stu? Hey, James. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, I mean, thank you. Uh, first thing I want to say is uh, thank you for having the chief on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, Chief, I, I just wanted to start out saying that I... I respect your offices and you uh, in the t- uh, city of Norwich. Um, I can't speak any highly. Uh, and I wanted to speak about one officer in particular, Officer Burroughs, who was, I, I um, was able to, to, um, uh, to um, learn, you know, t- talk, talk to him a little bit at the Waconic School, um, the elementary school. And mm-hmm. and because uh, there's a lot of problems down there with traffic and triple parking and blocking the the, the street so un- oncoming cars can't even go by you know, in the morning and in the afternoon. And when he was able to uh, have that assignment uh, at the beginning of the year, he did a great job. But then, unfortunately, he got uh, relocated. I guess um, I guess he bid for uh, another another another. Um, Assignment, and it it just got terrible down there after that. Is there anything that can be done, um, other than giving out um, all kinds of tickets to try to tell these people they can't be doing all that stuff? Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Uh, and uh, you get a couple of good points that I just want to come kind of come back on. Uh, obviously, you want to educate the public as much as possible. Uh, you don't want to ticket people. Obviously, you want to gain compliance, uh, and ticketing is the last option, but usually it's public education. Uh, Officer Burroughs was instrumental in us deploying the speed signs that you've seen coming in and out of neighborhoods throughout the city uh, that tells you how fast you're going. Um, he, we have now 10 of those, and they go out to different neighborhoods. And the second part is like uh, what you hit on was communication. We, oftentimes, we don't know there's a problem in a neighborhood until someone comes to us. Uh, I can think of probably four examples where citizens have called me at their wit's end, and then we go out and the problems are real, um, and we have to get out there and help it. Uh, traffic right now in the city and the country is tough. People are speeding. People are disregarding the rules, uh, be it COVID-related or whatever caused it. The reality is that people have forgotten to drive and forgotten common driving courtesy. Uh, so we're, we're aggressively uh, going after that. Right now we're working on a uh, speed grant from the state for speed enforcement on our major thoroughfares, um, which is, again, trying to educate the public and get people to start driving within the law. 
I tell you, I see it every day coming in, and I can't believe how fast some people are going, and I go the speed limit, and they hate me. Yeah, they do. The speed limit is not even a suggestion to them, and uh, it, a lot of times it's like the drivers are just so wrapped up in their own world. Mm-hmm. I really don't think they uh, they intend to do it. I've had talks with people and you know at conferences. Uh, right now, our cars have gotten so smart; it, it beeps when you back up, it beeps when you change lanes. I'd like it so the cars, if it beeped, if you exceed the speed limit, just to make you pay attention. Uh, but that's you know that'll probably never happen. But I think people just not some people intentionally do it but I think there's also a large number of people who are just so in, involved in their world mm-hmm. that they're not paying attention I'm at a car that just says slow down dodo when you get a <laughs> certain amount of speed well, yeah. they, they can do it you know artificial yeah, intelligence they do it and that's the thing your your GPS and your phone knows the speed limits of the road you're on now it's the technology's gotten uh, really really good mm-hmm uh, it just I think there has to be some way to have the car remind you, hey, this is you're going in excess of 15 miles over the speed limit. Uh, do you intend to do this? Hi, welcome. You're in the air. Hi. Whoops. WYCH. Good afternoon. Hi, how you doing? Good. Chief is with us. What you got? I'm calling uh, in regards to the uh, the latest thing about uh, the motorcycles and ATVs being banned from the the roads. I thought they were banned years ago. I I don't understand why we're having another have to go through this again. They've already been banned from the Connecticut State Roads. I don't don't understand it. Uh, One other thing for the chief is when we call the the regular um, Norwich Police Station line. You have to go through a recording, and it gives you, like, nine different options. Um, Call the detective, the miscellaneous reporting. Um, But before you can get to talk to an officer, you've got to listen to six options. I would think that, um, you know, if you need to talk to a police officer, should be the first option, not the sixth option. Okay, I'm glad you asked um, those questions. And that's, that's about it for me, but uh, mm-hmm. if the chief would like to come over and sit on our front porch and have a cold beverage and listen to the traffic noise that uh, is emitted from these motorcycles with no exhaust or short exhaust pipes, um, we've got this kid, not a kid, he's a, a, an adult, he's got a full beard and mustache, driving mopeds up and down in both lanes of the roads, not caring, not looking, um, burning out. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Okay, we're going to we're going to discuss time, it. I'm but, um, sure, the chief hears it a lot. Police officers to, to respond. Okay, um, thank you, sir. We'll talk about it. dirt bikes. Um, Yes, the city just passed an ordinance uh, banning dirt bikes and ATVs from the public property. Uh, the gentleman caller was 100% accurate. There is a state uh, law, but that's just a ticket. This is for uh, people who are driving these vehicles, uh, again, unregistered, but now it gives the officers the ability to seize the vehicle to prove ownership. It's been very successful in the bigger cities. Uh, like We copied the, the West Hartford one, West Hartford, Danbury, Hartford, has it to uh, to kind of combat these street takeovers that you see, where large numbers of motorcycles will will uh, come into an area of town and take over. 
Obviously, with the uh, the law, state law, as far as chasing vehicles, we can't chase them, and there's inherent danger in chasing motorcycles. So this has been helpful. Um, you know, we wait until the vehicle's parked, and then we can go up and contact the operator, and then if he can't prove ownership, we'll take the vehicle into protective custody, and if he doesn't prove ownership, then the city has the right to seize it. I don't know what type of vehicle the gentleman is talking about, but some person was dri- has been driving erratically on his street, they would probably be best to call you. It's a, yeah, it's probably a moped, uh, and there are, there are a lot of them out there, but yes, we do try to uh, address them as much as we can. Uh, but they're very mobile, and they're quick, and they, you know, they see us come, and they usually dart away, but uh, call us. I mean, So one of the questions he asked, and, and what if it's really dire uh, situation where people need to get to a placement quick and you dial the phone? Naturally, I, I assume you would say 911, a real emergency, but just if they need to talk to an officer quickly, just like everywhere else, there's options that you have. Yeah, there's options. Uh, the option to get to dispatch is, uh, is option six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've debated on changing that back to uh, option zero or option one, uh, but then we get uh, a lot of the other calls just go right to that, and we over end up over uh, swamping, overloading mm-hmm. the dispatch center. Uh, but again, if you think it's an emergency, call nine one one. That number exists for a reason, uh, and especially uh, with the older population they they're very hesitant to call 911 and you call the business number the the 8865561 uh we don't get location and you call 911 it comes right up on a computer computer map where you're calling from uh what fire district it is and gives us a lot and of I information s- i assume that they have a a situation where they can get to you almost immediately yes yeah there's no uh, call 911 it goes immediately to, to you into the police mm-hmm. station and it's answered. We answer the. Uh, I think within, we have a certain state standard of like seven or eight seconds. We have to answer the call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody said, "Well, there's a rob- robbery going on there." Boom! You're going to hear it. Yes. WICHI. Hi, Chief. Um, thank you for coming on today. I would like you to address the speeding in our city. I live on the middle section of Basel Avenue, and seven weeks ago, my house was hit. The mm. house across the street from me last year was hit. We've had many, many terrible accidents up here. People hitting poles, cars, my neighbor's car and truck wiped out in one accident. You're afraid to walk on the sidewalk. There's cars flipping over in the middle of the road. We've contacted the police department, myself and many neighbors in this area. We've contacted the mayor, Mr. DeLucia. We've been down to many sitting meetings and nothing seems to happen. We, they come up and they put a sign up here on the pole that tells your speed how fast you're going. The speed limit up here is 25. Come sit on my porch. They're going 45 to 50. We need cameras up here that will take pictures of these speeders and give them tickets, make them accountable. You're afraid to sit on your front porch or walk down your road. I'm sure, Chief, you would not allow this in your neighborhood. They need to do something up here. Um, And also the dirt bikes. We have dirt bikes and the... uh, Motors, scooters, or whatever they're called, not registered. They don't pay taxes. They're not licensed. They're running up and down the middle of the road doing wheelies and spinning out, and the cops drive right by. I think these bikes should be taken away. If they get a ticket the first time and they're out there again, take the bike away. They're going to cause an accident, and it's going to be you or I driving down the road that's going to end up in the accident, no fault of our own. 
something needs to be done. What yeah. part of town are you talking about? I'm talking the middle section of Basel Avenue mm-hmm. from, I would say, the top of 7th Street right down to um, Hickory Street. Every night. You can come sit on my porch. It's like the Waterford Speed Bowl up here. It's awful. Well, I'm glad and you called. It goes, it goes on deaf ears. We've done everything. Where do we go next? Nobody seems to help us. Nobody cares. I, don't, I just don't understand it. You take your life in your hands trying to get out of your driveway. You can't even walk down the street. Well, we're going to discuss it further. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the caller is uh, valid. Basel Avenue is one of the streets we have a major speeding problem on. Uh, last year we had a series of accidents, and we aggressively patrolled Basel Avenue, and we've continued to do so. A lot of times it's done on shifts, uh, through all three shifts, so the caller may not see it. we're out there, but we do continue to stop vehicles on Basel Avenue. We put the speed sign out there trying to get people to slow down, but it's a uh, it's a straightaway, and people... Again, no, no matter how much we enforce it, we just can't seem to get the people to uh, obey the law on that street. Uh, as far as her comment, uh, there is speeding in my neighborhood. I live right off of Nolan Turnpike on the west side, and I people go flying by my house, and uh, you know, we put the sign out there, and we do enforcement. It's just these the traffic volumes are so high on these roads that we're not reaching all the drivers all the time, and they continue to... Uh, to cause problems. What about speed bumps? Do they work, Chief? They do work, but they damage a lot of vehicles, and uh, they're just not something that the city has ever been in favor of. Uh, they're tough to plow. Uh, you know, the plows, they beat up the plows. They beat up cars. Uh, a lot of liability off of it. Uh, people sue the city because of damage to the vehicles. Some cities and towns do speed bumps, but most don't, and Norwich has never been a community to do speed bumps. And I say we're fortunate enough to get a license plate of somebody who uh, speeding. Um, is that tough to really nail somebody even when they call you? Not really. Uh, they call at least uh, when you know. If I was when I was working on the, the dispatch and someone would call, I'd contact the driver and usually uh, the parents of usually it's a younger person mm-hmm. say, "Hey, listen, the car was just on uh, Street X, and it, you know, so we got a complaint about speeding." And a lot of times in neighborhood situations, not the Basel Avenue situation because that's different because of the traffic volume there is very high, but the earlier uh, question uh, the gentleman had with the moped, uh, that's a perfect situation. Just call us and we'll just go talk to the, the person. Say, hey, listen, your neighbors have called. You you have to start knocking it off. You know, you're coming on to our attention. Uh, we'd rather talk to somebody like that than you know either. You know, knock on their door to tell uh, their loved ones that they've been injured in mm-hmm. because of well, results of their actions. Always good to have the Chief of Police of Norwich with us, Pat Daly. We're going to take a little break and then get back to your calls at 889-5252. Stu Breyer with you at WICH. Norwich Police Chief Pat Daly is with us this hour on WICH. You've been requesting it. Pat's here. He's always willing to come in and answer questions. Let's take another call. You're on the air. Welcome. Yes. I'm also calling about the speed in Norwich. I live on North Main Street in Norwich, near the intersection of 8th Street. And they can come sit on my porch and watch the speed that these people do. They pass on the right. If somebody was to step off of the sidewalk, they would get hit. My husband got hit right in front of my house five years ago. Mm. Sergeant Lazaro said to me, the guy admitted doing 35, the speed limit's 25. He told me nobody does the speed limit. 
Well, that's fine if you don't hit people. But they need to do something about the speed on North Main Street as well and the ATVs and the motorcycles constantly. They're pulling wheelies up and down the road. I don't know. You never see a cop around when any of this is happening. All right. Thank you. Uh, We've been looking for input, and I appreciate yours. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as we mentioned earlier in the program, we certainly could use some some more people on the force. Yeah, uh, more people on the road actually would be a a huge help. Uh, And people calling us when they see issues like that. We do uh, we do get calls on the motorcycle gang driving around with the wheelies, mm-hmm. and we are working on that. That's a lot of the reason why we have that ordinance we talked about earlier about seizing the uh, the motorcycles. Um, and then, you know, North Main Street again, heavily traveled road. Uh, you know, when I was a, I was a patrol officer. It was my I used to run uh, speed enforcement on North Main Street. I had no candidates uh, for stops then because it's a naturally straight road and people just automatically uh, go over the speed limit. WICH, thanks for calling. Welcome. Hi, I don't mean to call the chief back, but I just don't understand. I called about the speeding and the dirt bikes on Boswell. I've called about the dirt bikes, and the police officers tell me there's nothing they can do. Nothing they can do. I understand you can't chase them, but when when we call and say there's a problem, they can come, and we can show you where the dirt bikes are coming from. They should be able to go to that house and take care of the problem. And as far as the speed, what we're trying to tell you, Chief, is that these little signs that you put up, blinking signs of the speed, are not working. And the police officers do come every now and then and do a speed trap. They come midday. Well, that's not when they're speeding. It's at dinner time, after dinner time, the weekends, Friday, Saturday nights. It's like the Waterford Speedboat. We're just trying to get some help up here. And okay, we, we're, we hear your frustration. Thank you. You're busy. Thank you. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about it. Chief, maybe bigger signs and, and bigger fines? Uh, well, the fines are already pretty big uh, mm-hmm. for speeding. And, uh, you know, we do share the frustration. And uh, what's changed from that is the ordinance has just been went into effect where, yes, if you tell, point out to us where these motorcycles are coming from, then we can take some action on that. That's changed. That's changed within the last week. Um, okay, so maybe we'll start to see a, some action now that, that it's a law. On that front, it's, it's a huge <coughs> help. Uh, and kudos to the council for mm-hmm. passing it. It, uh, it helped in Hartford. It's, it's helped everywhere it's been in, put in. So it's not going to be the magic save-all, but it's going to be something. It's going to cut it down, yeah. Hello, welcome. You're on the air. Hi, Stu. My son said hello to the chief. Yeah, your son. Yeah, your son was a policeman. Hmm? What did you say? Your son was a policeman, and we have the chief on police. now with us. He used to be a said police, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yes, but he said hello to him because he, he said, "Oh, we, we, he was a little time in the YMCA and uh, Michael too." Oh, do you, you think Pat Daly would know your son? What was his name, Michael McAndrew? Yes. Michael McAndrew. Familiar with that name? I guess he used to work uh, with the police department. I don't. Michael McKin. I know a Michael uh, McKinney, but Michael McKinney. No, uh, McKendrew might no, have been no, before McAndrew. my. McAndrew. He might have been before my time. Could have been before the. No, uh, no, no. They have the same age, and they used to be in the Wednesday at Westerly. Oh, this was in Westerly. Yes, yes, not here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no, no. no. The, the chief uh, is in Norwich. Oh, it's Norwich, but Michael know him. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Hi there. Hi, hi, Stu. Hi. I got a question for the Officer Daly. Yeah. 
actually two questions. One is mm. that on Asylum Street, I mean, I'm sorry, Archibando Avenue, I noticed the police force is almost always there catching speeders or at least having police presence to make them slow down. But I also think they do it because the police officer lives on that road. Actually, I think two might. But as soon as you get to that four-way stop where everyone seems to behave right there because the police presence, as soon as they go up uh, Browning Road, they, it's, it's unbelievable how fast they go. And my second question is, I've been guilty, I'm human, of speeding, but not excessively, you know, five, ten miles over the speed limit. And I see those flashing police things saying, oh, if it's 35 there and I find myself at 40, I love it because I look and I drop it down because I'm scared of it. And I say, ooh, it makes you pay attention. So that's a good thing. But my question is, why don't they have them take our license plate, take a picture, and send us a nice big fine in the mail, and maybe they'll do something about that, and it'll work. Okay, thank you. I know some places they have uh, cameras on all the red lights. Yes. Um uh, it's the simple answer for that is uh, Connecticut doesn't allow speed cameras. Other states do, but Connecticut doesn't. Uh, Connecticut is just starting to allow certain municipalities to uh, do red light cameras at certain intersections. But there's a whole permitting process to go through. Uh, but yes, we would love to have uh, you know speed enforcement cameras. Uh, but the reality is, there's no warning, no discretion. You speed, you get a ticket. Versus uh, an officer's contacting you, and you may have a valid reason uh, why you weren't paying attention or speeding, and uh, the officer has some discretion to give you a warning. Um, and then, secondly, is when the speed and red light cameras they started out in California in, on the West Coast, and they haven't reduced the accident numbers that people think they have. Uh, it really hasn't proved proven to be very effective. It's turned out to be more of just a money grab uh, for the. Uh, you know, targeting the citizens. So obviously, uh, we want to enforce the law, but we don't want to target people just to to take money out of their pockets. WICH, thanks for calling. What's your question for the chief? Hey, good afternoon, Stu. Hey, Chief, Chief uh, Patrick. Listen, man, I lived on Washington Street for about twenty six years now, right between NFA and Bacchus. There's only one sign. Coming down southbound on Washington Street says 25 miles per hour. Chief, I'm telling you, I can sit out on the porch and their traffic is it's, it's in abundance, but they're speeding. The big trucks come flying by when they break to uh, Broadway and Washington Street there before NFA. From that whole run, I'm not kidding you. I, if I was a police officer and I had a, a tag man waiting down the end, I get tickets all day long for these speeders. It's incredibly phenomenal. They need to put a couple more speed signs up and say, hey, it's 25 miles an hour. I was hit by a car back in 15, and I was in the ER. They flew me back uh, to Washington, uh, to uh, Hartford, and I was in a coma for five days, man. I'm lucky to be alive, and I got slammed by a car, and the guy didn't even have insurance or nothing. And, you know, I don't care. I'm alive. But the deal is, I've been here. I served 21 years in the military, Navy, and I've been here. And I tell you, they need to do something with the traffic control here in this stretch from Route 2 to Light up to uh, NFA. It is, it's, it's horrendous. It's, it's, out of, it's out of control. All right, Joe, thanks for calling. Yeah, Appreciate man. it. I don't know what more we can say about that. We've been 
Let me ask you this question about uh, every area has crime. What's the situation in our area? And uh, my second part of that, are most of the criminal acts connected with drugs? Eventually, if you dig deep enough, they all are connected to, uh, not all of them, probably 90% of them have a drug nexus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does go hand in hand. As far as our crime in Norwich right now, we seem to be on trend with the area. Uh, and so most of the problems we have uh, mirror, mirror the problems of the, the bigger cities uh, because we're the biggest city in the area um, in eastern Connecticut. But we're doing better. We had uh, violent crime was up last year. It seems like it's trending down this year, fingers crossed, coming through the, su- uh, the summer months. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously we continue to battle uh, fentanyl and overdoses, mm-hmm. uh, which is still victimizing our population. Tell us a little bit about your anonymous tip line. I mean, you don't have to be anonymous, but uh, some people are reluctant. Some people are reluctant. You could leave it on the tip line, uh, which is extension 500, or you could wait to the prompts, or you can just call the dispatch center at extension 6 and just say, hey, I'd like to be anonymous. We understand that, you know, people are hesitant to uh, give their names because they fear retaliation, and we'd rather have the information, and we'd rather be able to act on things before they get to a situation where uh, something's out of control. I know that I'm going to take another call, but I know people think, well, you know, I, I really suspect there are drugs here and there. It takes a while to, to make an arrest. You've got to it take, have... It takes a while to make uh, a case, but again, people know the neighborhoods. If something looks out of uh, whack in the neighborhood, call mm-hmm. us. Uh, you know, call the, the detective division. Uh, ask, speak to the narcotic detectives. It's even better when you don't leave a message. Uh, just call them and just ask them to call you back, and then you can give your information firsthand. And a lot of times we had some really great cases off of Citizen Tips. WICH, Welcome. Oh, hello. How are you, Sue? Good. A question for the chief? I yes, I do. I have a couple of them. I'll make them real quick. Um, how is um, the patrol at uh, Brown Park? Uh, it's busy. Uh, we're down there. Brown Park is a focal point in the community. Uh, so we're down. Uh, the reason why I'm saying so is because I'm a little nervous and feared to even go park down there and eat something because of the fact of how um, it is people there that are fishing on one side, uh, they drink. They bring their coolers, uh, they are drinking, and they're fighting. And I'm sitting there watching it, but I'm watching children with parents walking by as people are racing around cars and, and, uh, you know, the obnoxiousness that's going on down there that makes anybody feared of even just sitting there enjoying the park. All right, this was something I was going to bring up with the chief, and I'm glad you did. Thank you. Yes, and um, uh, nothing ever got resolved for the person that kicked my brother's bike and destroyed the kickstand, and he doesn't go sit down there anymore because he just doesn't want the harassment. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. Yeah, periodically we get stories about what's going on down at the park. Do you, is, is there some kind of a camera system you have there, too? Yes, we mm-hmm. have a security camera system there. Uh, at one of the poles right when you enter the park, it gives us video coverage over it. Mm-hmm. It's fixed on the gazebo area, and then it uh, we can turn it as needed when someone calls. Uh, yeah, with Brown Park, we got a lot of complaints on. It's a focal point for the city, so people want to go there and enjoy 
uh, themselves, and some people want to enjoy themselves within the law, and some people don't want to enjoy themselves within the law. And we're uh, you know constantly down there making arrests and uh, removing people who are causing disturbances from the park. It's one of our busier spots, but uh, especially on the evening shift, uh, you know, Officer Barber he he's been down there uh, either on a motorcycle or on foot or in, in a cruiser, uh, just really uh, going after the the violators there, so it can make, make it have it be a fun uh, family place. So the violators are, some of them are drunk, some of them are just ornery and Some of them are usual. drunk, some of them are just uh, disrespectful, some of them are mm-hmm. kids, some of them are the, the motorcycle, the motor scooters, uh, uh, some mm-hmm. drug use, and it's, uh, it's a challenge. It is a public park, so uh, we try to be, you know, we want to be welcoming to everybody, but they have to follow the rules. And we welcome you to the program. Hi, I am guilty. I seldom, if ever, go 25 miles an hour in a 25 mile an hour uh, speed limit zone. And I don't think that Joe's solution of putting up more 25 mile an hour zones uh, signs is going to help at all, unfortunately. And I also tend to speed up caution lights and I have you know just about gotten through them and I look at my rear view mirror and I see somebody coming behind me obviously through a red light so it seems to me as though the best solution uh, except the most the best solution would be to have a patrol car on every street and uh, the next best would probably be to have cameras on every stoplight. Yeah, we talked about that earlier, and I guess it's not legal in Connecticut. Uh, not yet. Not uh, yet. The, mm-hmm. You'll see Thank red you. light cameras before you see uh, speed mm-hmm. cameras. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi there. Uh, I got a I got a question for the chief. But first of all, thank you for the job you and your staff do. Um, but I got, I've been looking at these um, videos on YouTube about people getting pulled over and then they start to give the police officer a hard time. I didn't do anything wrong. I don't have to show you my ID, uh, that sort of thing. I don't know what the, what's the law in the state of Connecticut on that. What does the police officer have the right to do or not to do? Okay. And I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, if you're stopped in a motor vehicle... Uh you have uh, the officer has a right to ask for your license registration and, and proof of insurance. Uh, when you're using the public road, it's kind of like a, an agreement with uh, the state uh, doing it. Uh, if, say, someone's walking on a public sidewalk, different story. You don't have to identify yourself unless you're subject of a, of a criminal investigation. Uh, but when you're driving, you are required to identify yourself and uh, you know produce the vehicle's paperwork. Uh, I see those videos, too. Some people like to bait police officers into some type of argument or trying to make themselves uh, gain some YouTube notoriety. It's unfortunate. The job's tough enough. Um, We just heard from 10 callers who really want us to go out there and help everybody, and then, you know, two stops into it, and you get someone who's looking to bait an officer into becoming some uh, type of YouTube star for not the right reason. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of some of the frustrations you you hear when you talk to the officers. Uh, You know, you're trying to help 
the streets be safe, and then you get someone like this who's just trying to make them look bad. So you stopped me. I said, no, no, not giving you my license, not giving you a registration. You can pull me in. We could take him into custody. Yeah. We would obviously try other ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, now with the computer system, his license uh, blowbacks on the computer so we can see who the person is. But, uh, you know, you give up certain rights when you operate a motor vehicle. Hello. Welcome to the program. Hello? Hi. You're on the air. Oh, good. I'm, I'm uh, driving hands-free, though. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to ask the chief about the terrible speeding problem on Canterbury Turnpike. Um, if certain times of the day, I wonder if you could have somebody park there on our road and just just see how fast some of these people are going, like at dinner time, at night. They've got to be going 60 miles an hour, some of them. Uh, Canterbury Turnpike is one of the, our uh, main uh, speed issues. It's been that way for years. I'd ask, uh, you know, if you know, is it toward the front or the middle of the road? Obviously, we've been battling the lower end uh, probably the last five or six years, uh, but we do get some heading into Occam. So, again, if you see speeding, feel free to call us. Uh, we uh, will check it. We have a. Uh, a monitor that will tell us the best times for enforcement and the traffic volumes. So uh, we just really need to know what part of the road you see an issue with, and then we can... Uh, 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 straight away, probably at the... It's past, after there's a, a way there's a straight away where there's not a lot of houses. Past the school heading toward Occam, is that where you are? Heading the other way. Okay, I got you. Pa- okay, heading toward, yes. All right, yep. yeah. We'll, uh, I'll make sure uh, we put that on our list. Usually we're, when we enforce, we're closer to the bottom of the hill. Yes, the bottom of It's Actually, it's scary. I mean, these people are flying. They don't realize that people live in these houses, have kids, have, have pets, have, you know, we're out getting the mail, and, and, and sometimes you can't even get in your driveway. They're tailgating so fast, you barely can turn in to, your, to live. It's getting worse. I've been there 30 years. Thank you for the call on that. Appreciate it. Uh, boy, I guess that's our number one issue this hour, huh? It, it, well, it is a, a number one issue, and it's across the country. Uh, you know, road rage and driving mm-hmm. and driving courtesy and speed. Uh, traffic fatalities rocketed up last year across the country. Uh, so it is a major problem. And like I said, we don't have enough. We can't arrest ourselves out of this problem. It has to be a behavior change of the public, and it's very tough. Also seem to be hearing, and maybe it's not much difference. It seems like I hear more about people getting hit, walking, pedestrian accidents. Car versus pedestrian accidents again last year was uh, very very deadly for pedestrians, and it's, it goes against everything over the last twenty years. All the trends, it just the, a lot of anomalies are uh, either going or on now currently or just ending. <laughs> Okay, we have a few more minutes with the Chief. If you want to squeeze in a call, I know the lines have been jammed up, so call us now, 889-5252. We'll be right back. So during the weeks, months, and years, Chief, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of talk about Brown Park. You know, they want to feel comfortable there. Lots of talk about uh, traffic and speeding. And I guess anything else that we haven't covered but uh, those are the, seem to be the big ones of course well, and the, the big ones in Norwich and the big ones across the country yeah. uh, you know as a nation we're trying to figure out how to uh, we educate people how to drive and uh, we turn some respect for your fellow citizens 
uh, you know, we want you to go enjoy yourself at a public park, but do it within reason, and you know, don't bother somebody else's time. Mm-hmm. You know, Norwich has these great parks and facilities, and all it takes is a couple people to ruin it. And uh, you know, we we can't be everywhere. Sometimes, you know, the ultimate goal of a police department has always been voluntary compliance. Uh, to make people understand it's just better for everyone when everyone just follows these simple rules. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. I know you have got a lot to take in, and I was talking to the chief on the break. We could use uh, maybe six more police. Yes, we're always looking, and like I say every time I come on, if you have somebody who has an interest in being a, a police officer, have him get a hold of the station, uh, you know, investigate the point, just ask for him and leave a message, or you can get a hold of me. Um, and we'll get you going into the process. Uh, we're short, and we need good people. Uh, I, you know, I live in town. I always like people who live in town or live in uh, Eastern Connecticut. And obviously, uh, you know, we're trying to be a diverse force. But right now, we'll take. Uh, you know, we just need a willing force right now. We need people to uh, to join and join for the right reason. And it's like this throughout the country. Yes, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we still haven't come out of that. Um, that stupid uh, defund police thing and all. Just it was so aggravating because it always going to get back to you. Yes, it, yeah, it definitely uh, had some unintended consequences or intended consequences as far as uh, the attitude towards policing and then the attitude of the police officers themselves. Uh, you know, there's a lot of t- uh, officers end up feeling unappreciated, and we lost some from the field because of it. They just drifted away because they just they didn't want to be out there all day under the threat of some type of civil action or getting arrested for just trying to to make the place better. Well, we're glad that you're still at it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Always, yeah. We're not done yet, Stu. Okay, hang in there, Chief, and. Uh Anything we can do for you, uh, let us know. You know, as always, and you guys have been great, and uh, I heard all the speeding complaints today, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll do what we can with it. Uh, but, again, sometimes model the behavior. Like one caller said, hey, I speed. Well, if everyone just started doing the speed limit, then you're not the only person with ten cars <laughs> blaring their horns and telling you you're number one with the wrong finger. Uh, so we, we'll have to model the behavior we're looking for. I know you got a lot of porch invitations today. <laughs> yes, and you know, uh, people who know me realize that I will go and sit. You know, I'll sit on your streets, yeah. and I've been there, and I uh, that kind of guy. I'm that kind of guy, and I you know, if you if I knew where you were, I'd go sit on your porch because uh, I live here, and I want you to have a, a good experience. Uh, you know, Norwich is a great place to live, and I think if we uh, we win it together, and we can get through this together. All right, buddy, take care of yourself. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. Chief Patrick Daly will be back shortly. <laughs>